Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday night edition. Does this get you pumped up or what? Scotty Sattler, welcome to the show, by the way. How are you? Mate, I'm good. Um, Is it hot in here? No. I'm sweating. Well, you would sweat in the South Island of New Zealand. You'd sweat in Invercargill in winter. You would? It's like if someone's yelled out, you know, last pie at a canteen, and I'm like, there's three people in front of me. That's how much I'm sweating. Hello, welcome to the show. It's cheese. It's a big one tonight, isn't it? Always huge. Is. Tim, you Zoo. say that like you say that like it's a a surprise. Well, you know, it is a bit I of a letdown. You, I sometimes. think you really undersell the show when you're on the show. Well, it is what it is. Well, this is a chart topping, <laughs> chart topping, award winning show. Come on, don't be an idiot. So, oh. ACDC go. They're finished for the night. Good to see that happen. Hey, listen, uh, hello uh, to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SCN 1170 in Sydney, uh, SCN Q Brizzy, 1620 on the Goldie. Uh, our SCN track listeners, geez, they're excited at the moment. They're up and about, our SCN track listeners. Tell me why. Well, it's spring carnival time. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, they're frothing it. Mm. This weekend you've got the Caulfield Guineas and you've got... The Everest in Sydney. Absolutely, yeah. Massive weekend of racing. Uh, SEN Fanatic fans uh, and those listening through the SEN app, which is the greatest app that God has created. You've got to get your hands on it. And hello to our listeners through SENZ in New Zealand who are celebrating another win by the Ki- – hang on, the Kiwis win last night or the night before? Yeah, they've won twice now. Netherlands mm. a couple she- of nights ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I wasn't on last night, was I? No. And smashed England in their first match. Yeah, but England had the moral victory. That was the big story out of all that. I, I still don't know so what's why. what's the moral victory? I don't know. Really? I, I just, I read it somewhere. Oh. Mick reckons I've got the, mi- uh, the meat sweats. Yeah. Yeah, you, actually, you I had some a, lamb for lunch today. Have you ever been in a meat coma? Yes. We just eat so much meat. You just yeah. you keel over. You do all you want to sleep. You can't sleep. You're uncomfortable. Your stomach cramps. You've got wind, but even the wind won't come out. I used to get that when I'd go to, you know, the QT? Yeah. The QT oh, buffet. Yes. yes. So you get it. Yes. As many steaks as you wanted to eat. So you just yeah. go and order, keep ordering the medium rare steak. They, they used to have a big pig hanging up. Yeah, they did. You, I, mean, I thought you could take that to your table. <laughs> Apparently, they frown upon that, Satsy. Yeah. Hello to Kia and World Gym, our, our sponsors. Thank you for your support of the show. Uh, but <clears throat> the biggest support comes from our listeners, everyone but Glenn. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number. In Australia, double eight double three in New Zealand, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. By the way, I mentioned it last week, and I forgot to mention it Monday. We, I reckon we need to do whack pack elections. So vote them in and out. Well, no, I no. I think once you're in, you're in. No, you I can't think, get out of the whack pack. Yeah, but no, people are in it. Yep. But what's their role? We need to elect a chairman, a mm. treasurer. I think the chairman's Glenn. 
I think that's fair to say that Glenn is the chairman. No, well, I, I'm I, I'm trying to depose him. I, I want to get Danger, rid of him. I think Danger is the secretary. Or is no, he doing minutes? He's in the bath. And Glenda is the secretary. Oh, God. Yeah. That's sexist. Yeah, true it is. Sorry. But I think, is, hasn't Glenda gone missing? Yeah, true. So we can't have her. Actually, What's maybe, Steve? Maybe What's Steve get... then from Dubbo? Treasurer. Treasurer? I don't know. don't know. Mm. Well, what about, uh, oh, God, there's plenty. Name some more. Actually, if Glenda's gone missing, maybe one of our guests <laughs> could do a podcast about it. Yes, Headley yeah. Thomas. Good segue, Satsy. He's on the show uh, tonight, of course, the man behind The Teacher's Pet. Yep. Uh, we've all heard the podcast. What was it, 30 million? Over 30 million downloads. Mm. And then, but now he's got a book out. He has got, well, he's got a book that got released as of yesterday. So we'll have a chat to him about that. And um, I don't know, I'm going to put suggest that he does a movie. All right, th- that's my contribution. I think it's in- inevitable. You reckon? Absolutely. Probably not a mo- uh, I don't know. Ask him. He'll, he'll know the best format. Okay, so wait. Oh, what's, what's the reptile's role within the WAP pack? Because you reckon Glenn's the biggest freckle <laughs> to ever to the running a radio station. The reptile, the reptile borders on WAC pack and blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. He drifts in and out of <sighs> WAC pack and blue collar. See, rooster muzz is not allowed. See, goodwill the- hunting is your Daniel <laughs> from Prairie, Stormy Daniel and... <laughs> See, Rooster Muzz is not in the whack pack because the whack pack hate him. Yeah, Rooster Muzz. We've got to make our own. Now, he's blue-collar Rooster Muzz. Yeah. He's blue-collar. So him, him and the reptile should form an alliance yeah. to take down the whack pack. Like the should Hunger I? Games. Yes. <laughs> I'm liking this. Um, you can follow us on social, Sports Day SEN, uh, on TikTok, SENQ, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, X. It's called X nowadays, kids. Uh, Sports Day NSW. On the show tonight, No Limit Boxing CEO, George Rose, uh, ahead of uh, Tim Zoo's fight on Sunday yep. on the Gold Coast. Are you going? I am. I'm going to hit George up for tickets tonight. I would have loved to have called it, actually. It's a big fight. Yeah, it would be. Mm. Well, you can call it. We'll call it for Sports Day. That'd be good. Steve I'll just video it. We get one listener with Steve from Dubbo. If we live streamed it, mm. how long do you think it'll take till we get shut down by Fox Sports? <laughs> Yeah. No, there's no no. That's they just got the visual right. No, but you, people have tried this on Facebook before. Mm. Streaming is visual too. I just want to let you know, like video streaming. Yeah. So you can't do that. All right. So, but anyway, we'll see. I just want to try and get a couple of tickets. So we'll have a talk to George Rose yeah. and see if he's got any spare tickets. Uh, Samoa and super fan Christian Brown. This bloke, when Samoa made the uh, or Samoa made the grand final of the World Cup last year against Australia. He's a, he's a South Brisbane lad, mm. and he created a street party, I think, which had about 20,000 people. Went crazy. And um, so he's now in Townsville with the team. Yeah. So the Mad Cow is going to be going off this oh, weekend. Oh, I'd love to be in the Mad Cow. We'll have Saturday a ch- <laughs> we'll chat, chat to him and see what's going on in, in Townsville and what's going on with the Samoan squad. Uh, as we said, Hedley Thomas on the show as well. Daddy Vass has got three burning questions for us as well. And Simon Orchard from Greyhound, New South Wales, has a tip for Dubbo tonight. Mm. So you better be listening out uh, for that one, Steve. Now, here's the talkie uh, for tonight as Daddy Vass This is what Daddy Vass calls it, doesn't he? The talkie. Mm. Mm. Which player surprised you in 2023? Yeah, so we spoke about this rat, myself and Daddy Vass yesterday. Just off air, we're having a, a a, a bit of a chat before the show. And we're speaking about some of the players that just jumped out of the ground. Players that you knew 
good NRL players, but for some reason they just jumped out of the ground and, and really dominated at times in their position. Well, there's an obvious one. Who's that? Sean Johnson. Did yeah. not expect him to go that well. Oh, oh, yeah, true. Off yeah. his previous season. No, you're right, yeah. You're Didn't expect right. him to go that well, That's did a good you? one. That's a really good one. Um, yeah, Dream Bull is probably one. Yeah, he comes into the West Tigers and, and he's this exciting fullback. And if you'd watched Dream Buller come through the junior reps, you knew he was always going to be an exciting player. He gets thrown in, into a team midway through the season. It's really struggling and it's, it's hard to find your way and get any really sort of continuity and any confidence if you're in a team that's, that's struggling. You really become an individual when you're a young player. And, but the way that he lit up the NRL really surprised mm. me how, how well he handled it. Uh, next year is going to be his, his real um, his toughest ask because everyone obviously knows him now and yep. has got footage of him and can do a lot of research on him when you're playing against him, the coaches. So what yeah, who's a player who's jumped out of the ground? Ooh, I've got another one. Yep. Luke Brooks. 0457 736. It was a bad joke, mate. He's what? never leapt out of the ground. Why are you 04... so on players? I'll give you a good one. What? Ezra Mann. Yeah. Oh, again? I mean, you've known about him for years. Yeah, but to see what he did this year, yep. to, to be one of the best number sixes in the comp, always knew one day it would happen, but to see it happen so soon, yeah. it's. And Daddy Vass is throwing a good one up. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not going to throw him up. I'm going to let the listeners... Let All the right. listeners do it because I think I think this player will come up. I think he was one of the best players. Uh, let me guess. Is he a Broncos support a player? No, he's not. He's not. Well, what I'm looking at, I can see one. Yeah, you can, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, so you're going to leave that as a hook and tease. 0457 736 736 8833 if you're in New Zealand. A player that surprised you just jumped out of the ground. All right, time for the good oil for Cobram Estate. It's premium Australian extra virgin. Olive oil. Um, what about this news? Alexander Volkanovsky has been rushed in to replace the injured Brazilian Charles Oliveira. 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 This is amazing. This is if you're a UFC fan, you got you know that uh, uh, Volkanovsky is the best pound for pound fighter in the UFC. Dana White has basically said you got a green light wherever you want to fight, whoever you want to fight, and wherever you want to host it, we will we will market it. Um, so he's in with two weeks' notice. He's been called in because Oliveira has been uh, has had to be pulled out of the fight because he's got a really serious cut from a sparring a sparring session, and Volkanovski now gets another chance to have a go at Markachev. So they've yep. they've had already had a fight in February. Uh, I thought Volkanovski won that fight. Uh, most people did. So it was given to Markachev. It, it meant that Volkanovski would be a two time, two different divisions. Featherweight, lightweight, which not many people have done that in the UFC. Um, so he gets another shot now at, at Markachev. Didn't old mate who runs the UFC think Volkanovski won that fight as well? Didn't oh, he make yeah, comments? He, he had some strong opinions, but again, he it, what a fight! It's all about the rematch, and and because he's a featherweight, usually he's going to be fighting at lightweight, so he doesn't have to strip as much weight. He's probably walking yep. around at that sort of weight now as it is. So this is. Huge. You've got Tim's view this Sunday and then Volkanovski the following week. Outstanding. Oh, outstanding. Speaking of outstanding. So I just want to set the scene. Yep. Uh, hello, Rooster. We played this last night, actually. Did you? Just, yeah, because yesterday was 1999 is when the Rugby League fans marched the streets of Sydney. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, South have retained the services of, of Keon Kalomitangi. He's put uh, to bed any speculation. He will stay at the club till the end of 2027. That's a that's a great signing from South, and I think it's great for Keon as well. Absolutely, yeah. Rumours of around seven thousand five hundred, if if that's, those numbers are correct, and 
his manager, like any manager probably should, has probably thought he'd go to the market. He can't accept any official offers from other clubs until November 1. But as we know, managers talk to clubs and the clubs will let them know what their salary cap is looking like. And maybe the feedback that the manager was getting that there's going to be no extra money and he's not going to be getting anything substantially greater than what he's been offered at South Sydney. So I'm glad he stayed there. He's one of those core players that, you know, but there's himself and Damien Cook and Cam Murray and co that if they can keep that core of that side together, you know, they can build because he's at the right age yep. as well, you know. Other news for South today, and, and, I, and this is your South Sydney update too, so kind of lump it. Um, they've picked up the, the great rugby league nursery in Queensland, and you would say Sats probably, you could argue, Australia, Cooper Park High. They're on the Gold Coast. Yeah. South have uh, signed a deal with them for three years. So this is bad news for the Titans. They don't have Kibra Park. They've lost the Burley Bears. As a feeder club. As fe- so this is this is not good. No. Well, they picked up Ipswich, which is in the Western Corridor, which is great news for Ipswich. Yeah, but they finished. They didn't win a game last they year. They did. Well, they need an NRL feeder club, which is which is what they've got now. Kibra Park, yeah, that is that is a real um, – I think it's a shot uh, to, to the Gold Coast Tides. Now, they've got – of course, they've got the Palm Beach Corumban, who is a great nursery also. Young Tom Weaver, who's played his first grade debut, came from Palm Beach, Crumbin. Uh, Kibra Park, uh, going to South Sydney means it just puts a little bit of a, a blockade when it comes to those pathways, yep. those, those good 15, 16, 17 year olds. So South Sydney will have first shot at those players. But what you've got to understand also is not every player that's 15, 16 or 17, just because the school is linked to, say, South Sydney, they automatically want to go to Sydney. Yeah. A lot of them... A lot of them really want to stay home at the age of 17, 18, 19. So the Gold Coast Titans will still get an opportunity to, to keep some of those kids, but it's going to make it a little bit a little bit tougher. They so, were disappointing this year, Kebra Park, in their firsts. They, yeah. they didn't go as far as what they normally do. So, If Souths don't want them, though, mm-hmm. then it's open slather? Well, it's open slather really anyway. You can't you can't have a monopoly on a, on a, a school kid. So a what's the point age. in having... Well, what you do is they set up their, what they call their pathway, pro- their elite pathway program. South fund that, do they? Well, South... Is there, is there money that exchanges here? Don't know. We don't, don't have a clue. Know. Okay. So South would um, would do upskilling and coaching, professional development with all the coaches at Kibra. Um, it'll be branded South Sydney as well, whether it's on jerseys and... Uh, and equipment, whatever it may be. So, Reggie Rabbit, I believe, spends a week. Reggie the Rabbit will get a teaching job at Kiva Park High School. What would he teach? Um, Nutrition? No. Kids? Seeing he's a rabbit, yeah. probably something around agriculture or. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Animal husbandry. What? I did animal husbandry in year 10. What? No, there can't was... be animal husband. That's illegal oh, in every country. So, I went to, I went to boarding school. For a couple of years. Oh, that explains it. Because I and I was a kid from the Gold Coast who surfed most days, and then because I I got accepted late into the school, there was all the all the classes were full. So the the only option I had was animal husbandry. So what is it? Well, it's it's the farm kids, the kids out west that you become a husband to no, so animals. You, like you learn how to you learn everything about you know, all your farm your animals, your cows, so your, your milk horses, and stuff. All the well, time you're, you're teaching how to. Yeah, when horses give birth and he's had a, a rip a foal out. A kid from the Gold Coast. Yeah, had a. Did they set you up and get you to milk bulls? Did they? Because <laughs> that that'd be a laugh. 
Can you go and check that rooster and see whether it's laid any eggs? <laughs> I got I got caught with that. You didn't. Yeah, absolutely. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, well, but what's the husbandry part of? I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Weird. All right, we've been told we've got to go to a break. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. You know, every time we start to have fun, who oh. steps in to stop it? Daddy Vass. Oh. Or Glenn. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, or Anita. Uh, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Got to go to a break. When we come back, big Georgie Bird. He's still he, – not Georgie Bird, just Georgie Rose. Yeah. Is he still big? Gorgeous George. Is he still big? <laughs> What's, are we on air? No, like, but, but when he was playing, he yeah. was like a gorgeous George. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I'm talking about his bloody size. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. Right. Yeah. We well, did play in the Koori knockout challenge for ten seconds. Well, don't give it away. I was going to walk and tease that. Yeah. Oh, you ruined it. That's next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Ticket sales good, Georgie? Mate, it's amazing. It's uh, honestly the, you know, the the venue, the venue is is fantastic. As far as holding a, a boxing event there, it goes off. Um, you know, we we had a really good time here back in uh, back in June, and grateful that we can come back here again too because the vibe on the Gold Coast is just it's made for boxing. It's dead set made for boxing. It's a to me, it's got that same sort of Vegas feel about it, where you come here for a good time, you watch the big fights, and you you enjoy your week here. Yeah. Now he's fighting a, a pretty cagey fight in Brian Mendoza, who had a good fight against, a, had a good win against a, a guy, listeners, who's about seven foot eleven. His name's Fondura, uh, some months ago. So he's a cagey fighter who Tim's fighting. So if there's one part of his his style, this Mendoza, to worry Tim, what is it, Georgie? That's his knockout power. Yeah. Absolutely his knockout power. I mean, uh, nobody's been able to, to stop Fundora in his whole career. And Fundora was was classed as, you know, the next big thing. Before Tim came along and stole that limelight from him, he was the next big thing. And um, what Mendoza did to him, nobody's been able to do. Uh, and it came off the back of... He, he was actually getting he was actually getting a bit of a, bit of a touch-up for the, for the majority of the fight. And it was late in the fight. He's come through with this massive knockout power that he held late in the fight. And so anybody who's got that sort of power, they're, they're the most dangerous sort of opponent that you can come up against because no matter how much of a beating you could be giving them, within a moment they can turn everything. Mm. Um, George, question around. If, let, let's look ahead. If, if, if Tim wins this fight, and we, we hope he does, is that it for him fighting in Australia? Must he go now to the US for those big, bigger fights? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not out of lack of wanting to fight in Australia. It's more the fact that he's going to be he becomes he becomes the superior guy in that division. He he becomes a draw card. He becomes the name that everybody will want a piece of. And the beauty of of Tim's weight is that he's got some absolute superstars um, not far around him that that are within fighting reach. You know, you've got guys like Errol Spence and Terence Crawford who fought. Earlier in the year, for one of the biggest fights of the year, you've got Canelo Alvarez, um, who's who's only you know within he's probably two stakes away from from Timmy's weight, to 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 a my size stakes that is, um, but he's, <laughs> he's within fighting distance. And there's there's big fights out there with guys like that. Once Tim solidifies himself as as the the name in the division. 
Now, Georgie, of course, he was meant to fight Jamel Charlotte in October. That got put aside because Charlotte felt for, went for the uh, the bigger weight category and also the more money against uh, Canelo Alvarez. Now, did, you would have definitely watched that fight two Sundays ago where Jamel Charlotte basically ran away from him for 12 rounds. Yeah, look, uh, it was disappointing to watch as a boxing fan to see him waste that sort of opportunity that you that you get fighting against essentially the face of face of boxing for the last decade. Mm. Um, you get your opportunity against him and, and you you put on a performance like that. I think it was disappointing as a fan, but um, you know, and then as a you know as, as being in Tim Zoo's corner, it just solidified for us the fact that you know we know that Tim would have beat this guy had he got the opportunity. Uh, when he should have, I, I think he was well and truly ready to beat Charlo and to become mm. undisputed champ. And the most unfortunate thing about that is that it didn't get to happen. And those are the things that are out of control with boxing. But for Tim, I'm glad that he doesn't like sitting around waiting for opportunities because in that same time, he's been able to come become the WBA world champion and also make a name for himself, not only across Australia, but also across uh, across America. You know, he's headlining shows in America now too. So... Um, they, they, they broadcast it direct into the, into the States on Showtime Boxing, the, the number one boxing channel over there. Hey, I see it's, got, it's going to be a big uh, Sunday morning, uh, early afternoon of boxing. You've got, how have we got, two, four, six undercard fights, and it all kicks off 9.30 uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, so Queensland time on Sunday morning on Fox. There's a kid fighting by the name of Nathaniel Cheeky May. He's part of the undercard. He is, he's a phenomenal boxer, this kid. Really good fighter. Mm. Can't wait for it, George. Cannot wait. Hell of a fighter, and and he's in a he's in a really tough fight too. His fight with Jackson England could well and truly be the fight of the night too. Beautiful so the fight of the day. I've got to remember that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Uh, and the, of course, the main event from eleven o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, exclusively on main event. Watch through Ko Sports or Foxtel, Georgie. We appreciate your time, mate. I hope it's a a massive crowd. I'm sure it's going to be. And let's hope Tim gets through this. And mate, we don't mind. We don't mind if he has to head, head, head over to Las Vegas or anywhere in the States or to Mexico because this kid's a champ, isn't he? He's an absolute champion. And, and look, this is his toughest fight that he's had yet. And a win here can really skyrocket him. So the more support he's got across the country as he's representing Australia, the, the better it'll be for him. So make sure everybody gets behind Timmy. Good George stuff. Rose, the CEO of No Limit Boxing, mate. Good luck on Sunday. Gorgeous, George. Gorgeous. And, mate, doesn't matter if you're out there for an hour. Mate, doesn't matter if you're out there for an hour or 10 seconds. You're still a winner. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the same in boxing, too. Exactly. If he finishes him in 10 seconds, I'm happy with it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, you play NFL, you don't even have to play all year straight, and you still get a ring. Straight the casino. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Georgie. See you, George. <laughs> Cheers. Right, there you go. Oh, I've got to hit him up for tickets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's George. George, is he still... Oh, he's gone. Damn it. You're a freeloader. Mm. Oh, come on. I was going to drop your name at the door. All right, got to go to a break. Hey, listen, we talked about that Samoan super fan. That's probably the best way to describe Christian Brown. Yeah. Uh, he blew up south of Brisbane with the amount of people he got together for a, a public function. World Cup final, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was huge. Well, he's in Townsville. With the uh, team. With the team and a bunch of Samoan supporters. We'll catch up with him in Townsville. Ahead of the Pacific Championships next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. 
can I say, I think Samoa win it. That's my bold prediction. Have you seen their team? Have yeah, you looked we at cov- their squad? But we covered them pretty well in the – when I say we, Australia covered them pretty well in that World Cup final. Oh, this, is a, this is a better squad. This is a better You reckon? Team. I think it is. I, I really do. I, I just – I look at that squad, you know, across – the board in the halves, um, in the middle, their outside backs. I just think, wow, this is – if they can get it together as a team, tell you, gee, I'm so impressed with the squad that they've named. Okay. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm really excited to see them play. Matt Rogers going out of limb on Sports Day last week, all trying to roll me up by saying well, at, Samoa will beat the, and, the, the, the Kangaroos. Our next guest will agree with him. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah. He's probably – You'd say Australia's biggest Samoan fan. Absolutely. Christian Brown joining us now. Christian, you're actually, let me get this right, you've been invited inside the team camp and you're in Townsville. Yeah, boys. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, I'm here on behalf of a company I'm a part of, Pacific Cast. So they're the major sponsor for Tlosamoa and um, and actually the Tongan, the, the Tongan MMT team as well. You'll see them in front of the jersey, so massive shout-out to Pacific Cast. Good stuff. Now, That's nice. what yeah. we do know about the Samoan players when a majority of them come from the Penrith Panthers is they love their boombox and they love their music, and it's usually yeah. it's usually guided by Brian Toto, Jerome Lua, who's not there, unfortunately, and also critter Stephen Crichton. So is the boombox, is it blaring, Christian? Yeah, funny story. The boys, I was on my way to the fan day, had a fan day out there at KO Stadium. The boys had caught me because because uh, because uh, Romeo wasn't there. They didn't have a boombox, so uh, one of the boys, uh, they were uh, Ben from Grubby's, had to go buy my boombox um, and uh, drop it off to the airport before they got on their flight to uh, to Townsville. So yeah, it's it's uh, they've got their boombox, so the boys are happy. Yeah, nice. Now Townsville, what's it like? Is it embracing the specific championships? The the camp's been quite reserved at the moment, so the boys are just knuckling down and. Um, you know, just getting prepared for Saturday. Uh, feeling the camp's pretty good vibe. At the moment, so the boys, is, you know, it's just a good vibe. It's a young squad. Like you guys said, like, you know, veterans. you got veterans like uh, Skipper, Polo, and, and, and Big Boise Hunt. And, and, you know, to say veteran, you know, against Critter and, and Bizza, um, you know, just is a testament to how young the squad is. So, Man, it's a young vibe, but they're loving it. They, they, they just want to play footy. They just want to rip in on Saturday. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about who's playing for the Aussies and, and who's not. Man, the boys are just ready to rip in and, and, and put on the blue jersey. Yeah, it's got, look, it will be a fantastic game. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, you led the celebrations last year when Samoa made the World Cup final. And yep. <laughs> what, 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 I mean, it went, it went bunta, to yeah, use a Scott Sattler <laughs> saying. Um, what, what's been happening since? And is it true? Uh, are you going to use the Mad Cow as your party base? <laughs> well, we've got we've got an after party sorted at the Mansville Hotel, but hey, Mad Cow would be on the way as well. You know, <laughs> regardless, we're just here to celebrate. Um, celebrate, you know, like you guys said, you know, this squad is looking very, very good. It's a young squad, and and you know the the feel of us. Coming in externally as as a as a sponsor, but as as a servant to to rugby league Samoa, you know, we feel good about it, and you know we're gonna you know Samoa people they're gonna celebrate regardless mm, yeah. of how the result goes on Saturday. Now, Christian, um, what I heard a lot of great stories from when the Indigenous All Stars games were on against the NRL All Stars. Um, 
And what I, I heard a lot of stories about some of the players that went into these camps. They weren't really, they didn't really have a great recognition in relation to their heritage. They didn't know a lot about their history, where they came from. So with the Samoan team, when young players are coming in, they maybe haven't represented their country before. Are you finding that as well from, from a cultural perspective? They're learning more about the heritage of their country? Yeah, well, it's definitely, um, as, as, a, as a body, as an entity, Pacific Class as a major sponsor, we've, we've got people in our camp, special people, shout out to Dr. Tua, um, who's been um, educating the boys on on things like the Siva Tau and what it means, actions, and uh, we're going to have a session about, you know, uh, what it means to put on the jersey, the answer, we're going to break it down. So a lot of these young um, boys who grew up in Australia and New Zealand, um, we're going to, you know, we're going to ensure that they're educated on, on you know, just the little things to all the big things so that they understand what it means to put on that blue jersey. So when they walk away from this camp, we're going to ensure that, you know, you know it was the best camp of their lives and, and they, will, they will always choose to put on that blue jersey first. You know what I love about this, though, Sats? You can hear it's, the passion, can't yeah, you? Yeah, but it's not just yeah. about the young Samoans who are, who are learning about the culture. It's us pasty, fat, white guys, too. Yeah, I've learned so much, and and I enjoy the culture. I enjoy, I enjoy watching you guys enjoy footy, Christian. I, I think it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, no, we we definitely love footy. Like it, it's such a growing sport. I was there a couple of weeks ago, um, and they had like a they even held like a minds competition, and rugby league is growing. I mean, we've still got a long way to go. Um, under resourced, obviously, and under. Um, I guess the money isn't there yet, but like we're trying to develop that, and, and, and in the future, we want to be able to build pathways to come straight from Samoa Australia to NRL um, systems. Yeah, great stuff, Christian. Now, before we let you go, thank you for joining us. Uh, my favourite Samoan player of all time is Tony Pulatua. Who's yours? <laughs> I'll probably have to say, man, I've been biased here, but I'll, I'll go with Stephen Crichton. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Nigel Bunganar <laughs> or someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Panthers supporter, mate? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not actually a Broncos supporter. <laughs> but I mean, like these. Jeez. <laughs> You're going to upset a few. But, but I mean, I mean, the Panthers boys have set a precedent where they've they've chosen to represent their country of Samoa over you know Australia, and uh, I think that's huge for them. Shows their character and and uh, their their big hearts, and I know. For sure, personally, myself, I know Mal was calling uh, Critter, you know, wanting him in the Australian camp. Uh, you know, Critter followed his heart and, and chose his people, yep. chose to represent his people. So, you know, that kind of stuff to me, you know, means a lot. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Hey, before, also, just quickly, Christian, on grand final night, you see Brian Toto, uh, we saw Crichton and was a few Jerome players, Luai, yeah. and also... The, yeah. the the big um oh, I don't want to be disrespectful like the necklace the ceremonial necklace what what was that yeah. what does that represent? Uh, it's just a, it's just to, to represent a celebration of a milestone achieved. So we call it we call it ulas or, or lays and stuff like that. So whenever a big occasion occurs and you know we want to congratulate someone or or show our appreciation of something achieved. Um, that's what we usually hand out, and you saw guys like Nathan Cleary, yeah. Liam Martin, you know, and all even all the Aussie boys were wearing it too. So, you know, like it's just a it's from our culture, it's a show of appreciation. I'm glad for achieving something you know significant. 
glad you asked that, Sats, because I was wondering, everyone in our house was, and, and the things that go on there, because I've got to, I've got to say, Christian, the kids did notice the chocolates yeah. uh, that were on yeah. there. What, 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 does that mean anything, actually, what goes on there, or it's whatever you want to put on there? It's whatever you want to put on there, but, you know, tradition, traditionally, it's been chocolates, uh, you know, something edible. So, you know, when you're celebrating, you know, you think of, well, you know, you want to celebrate something, you eat chocolate, you know. If you want to break your diet, you eat chocolate. So. Yeah, yeah it's, nice. it's a culture close to your heart, Jace, because you'd put spare ribs on there. I would you? put spare ribs, a couple of Big Macs. Uh, <laughs> if, if, could you make one for me, please? But I haven't achieved anything yeah, yet, yeah. have I? Hey, Christian, good luck. Uh, well, well, a little bit of good luck on Saturday. Not too much good luck. <laughs> Thank uh, you, boys. As you face the kangaroos. And, mate, enjoy yourself, which I no doubt you will. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for having me, boys. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. This is Sports Day. Uh, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here uh, tonight. I'm uh, going to get into a uh, sports update in just a moment. Well, a footy update for Era Gear to save time and water. Era Gear is here. Just... Do you know, before I said I did animal husbandry and... The the farmer the yeah. farmer kids they tricked me and said go and check the rooster yeah and see where it's eggs. got, yeah, got yeah, any yeah. eggs and so me being the, the Gold Coast kid I walk across I go there's no eggs here guys next day is the same oh this this rooster doesn't lay any eggs so rooster mother says hang on a sec but what happens if the hen wants to identify as a rooster oh good point yeah, well good question yeah very good question <laughs> rooster muzz good question and rooster muzz would know yeah being a rooster and he does he said he does. He does want to be in the blue collar because he, he owns a, a Jackie Thompson. A what? Yeah, the the um, the singlets, the old worker singlets. Ah, yeah, right. The, yeah. Okay, great. I'm glad I stopped for that. <laughs> uh, listen, the Dolphins have re-signed Jermaine Asako until the end of 2026. Yep. This is good. He's a player who's jumped out of the ground this year. Good work. I like it. Yeah, he's outstanding. Of course, first person since Mal Meninga to win the point scorer and the try scorer in one year. Went through that early part of his career where he didn't know whether he was a fullback, or he thought he was a fullback, I think, and kept finding himself on the wing. And and I, I think he's got to the age now where he realises he's just a really good strike centre, yep. one of the best centres in the in the uh, sorry the best wingers in the the competition. Yep, good strike winger now, and I think he's he realised that that's his career, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it shows that when you get yourself in that headspace, I think Wayne Bennett would have had a fair bit to do with that, both he and Christian Wolf that. The season that he's had, outstanding. Yeah, it's the the magic dust from Wayne Bennett, isn't it? Yep. It's incredible. I just finished his book. thought you would have said jump out of the water. Mm. Oh, Dolphin. Yeah, mm. well done, Daddy Vase. What, who's that? Um, so that I just finished, not, not his book, Andrew it's... Webster, not the Warriors coach, the journalist, yep. has written a very good book about Wayne Bennett called The Wolf You Feed. Yeah, right. Outstanding read. Okay. It humanises him. Okay. Mm. Yeah, nice. Might get that. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. A couple of other players that have surprised us this year. I like this text from Mick because uh, I can't believe it. Uh, Tyson Gamble. Love yeah. the kid. Loves giving lip and just did his job so well in the Steel City. Yeah, you're right. He, is. he gets under the gets under the skin uh, of the opposition. Neil at Quakers Hill. I always found Quakers Hill was one of the hardest places to get to for junior footy when I was living in Penrith. Uh, Lofi Pereira for the Gold Coast. 
Luke Metcalf at the Warriors. Yeah, good one. Luke, I, I knew Luke Metcalf. Neil was was going to do what he did. I watched him at Cronulla, and I, I was really surprised I let him go. Lofi Khan Pereira, I totally agree with you there. He's an outstanding winger. Keep those suggestions coming through 0457 736 736 or 8833 if you're in NZ. Time now for three burning questions. Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. That's why you heard the voice of Daddy Vass. All right, mate. Fire away. All right. Nice and quick here. Is $3 million for four years too much for Ezra Mamsats? Now, that's seven fifty a season. Mm-hmm. Wendell Saylor came out today and has urged Ez- Kevy to calm down. Well, don't spend the money. Don't spend too much money. Can What's... you keep your face off the microphone too, so please? That filthy moustache. Oh. Uh, four years, three million. What's that? Average of seven fifty. Mm. No, nah, I I disagree with Wendell. I, I think he's one of the best five eights in the comp this year, and the Dally M's proved that as well. The Dally M awards. Uh, I think seven fifty for a number six in the NRL is on the money or even just a little bit unders, to be honest. Mm. I think he's. I think that's a good buy for the Broncos if they can keep him. Because you've got to remember, Adam Reynolds is 33. He's got one more year to go. You wouldn't be signing him straight away. And what is life after Adam Reynolds? That's a different Broncos side with no Adam Reynolds. A couple of texts here, Sats, 266 and 127. Uh, you mean the Jackie Howe singlet? Yeah, I'm just re- yeah I, I am, but I'm just reading what uh, Rooster Muzz said. It might have been... Uh, what what do you call it? Um, I don't know. Uh, the where the when you on your phone when it autocorrect. Ah, right, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, mm. question two, please. Marcus Marcus Stoinis could be cleared to play tomorrow against South Africa from a hamstring injury. Now, do you carry Green or Stoinis? Oh, you can't carry both. Oh, I like what Steve O'Keefe has been saying. One of our colleagues is we're picking a team that we think has to bat all the way to eleven. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> So you're saying Cam Green? <laughs> no, I'm saying Stoinis. I'm saying Stoinis as well. I, I don't. I don't like Cam Green playing. Calling you Justin. <laughs> that and also, <laughs> I don't like him playing ODIs, Daddy. I and I, for some reason they don't throw him the ball. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, the other thing is, can we get another spinner there? The host nation has three spinners, top line spinners, it not part timers, in a team, yeah. and we have one. It's like if the opposition, when you played at Seaford Oval, the old Canberra Raiders home ground, when they were all running out in French caps, the ankle high boots, <laughs> it says it's going to be a pretty heavy surface. Yeah, right. Who yeah, would you yeah. cap to bring in another spinner? Oh, I'd get rid of Green. So you, someone's got to drop out injury wise before That's you right. bring someone in. You You've can't got to kneecap someone. Fresh. Yeah. All right. Who'd you kneecap? Green. Green, would you? What about you, Daddy? <laughs> yeah, who are you going to cap? Warner. Why would you? So he the guy runs. is getting runs. You'd, yeah. you'd kneecap that. Yeah. I'm glad you're George Bailey. Mm. Bloody I, hell. I just want to piss off one of our clients. Hey, 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 hey. Language, mate. Come on. Yeah, you're right. You're right, uh, Jack from Warwick. I got it wrong. All right, next one. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has hinted at a possible reunion. Should they do it? No. Satch, you're the Seinfeld expert. I'm only up to about episode 14, I can't season believe eight. That is ridiculous. You haven't watched all of Seinfeld. Come on, You've that's ridiculous. A few episodes I've to told go. you before, Friends is the greatest TV show ever made. Not Seinfeld. Have you ever watched Seinfeld, Daddy? Is yeah. It, yeah? Yeah, it's good. You like all of it? Have you watched all of it? No. Okay. It's one of those ones I put in the background and do other stuff. Seinfeld is the only show... That if it comes on at any time, and I've seen the episode fifteen times, I can watch it again. Tell you, tell you what, listeners, mm. Dave Beckham, David Beckham, 
Dave Beckham. We David even, Beckham. We haven't even answered our question no, yet, I, mate. I don't want them to do a Seinfeld reunion because it's too good. Yeah, leave it it's alone. It's too good. Leave it alone. Dave, yeah, the David Beckham. Get on to Not it. Dave Beckham. David the David Beckham. Beckham doco on Netflix is He was hard done by. He was hard Cup. done by. Yeah. Yeah. You reckon with Posh? No, in the 97 World Cup, the Poms absolutely got into him. He right. didn't deserve it. Yeah, he okay. didn't deserve to get red carded. No. Yeah, no. It's a really good doco. Yeah, I know. But he used it's to It's a go... life inside the Spice Girls. Boys, he'd go home every night to posh. I think he was doing all right. Uh, Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear in store and online. When we come back, we're going to take a little tiny break. When we come back, Headley Thomas, good money or sats, and the man behind the teacher's pet. He joins us next on Sports Day. Stick around. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, every now and then we go outside the arena, well, the sports arena, Sats. There's and still a sporting angle on this, Jason. Well, there is. Yeah, yeah there is. Uh, but I, I tell you what, he's he's a very special person and... Uh, if this man didn't get involved, no doubt a killer would still be walking the streets. He's a very good friend of yours. He is. Headley Thomas, of course, creator of the popular crime podcast, The Teacher's Pet. And he's authored a book also about the case, Jace and listeners, and which captured the attention of over 30 million downloads. 30 million. Uh, it's, as I said, it's now, called, it's now a book called The Teacher's Pet. And he is on the line. Seven-time Walkley winner, two-time gold Walkley winner. Headley Thomas joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Headley? That's mate, I'm great, and thank you for that very thoughtful introduction. No, it's uh, such a, an exhausting uh, investigative piece that you put together for so many years, uh, Headley. And, and we got you on the podcast. Sorry, we got you on the show a couple of years ago to talk about when well, it was actually only about last year when the the actual the case was still going against Chris Dawson. Mm. Um, and for a guy who said to me after this podcast that he'd never do one again because it's so exhausting, you've really built a rod for your own back, have you? <laughs> what motivated you to put it into a reading format? Look, I wanted to do a big, a big read that would also be a personal memoir, Scott, um, a memoir of a remarkable case that spans four decades. Lynn was murdered in 1982. That's 41 years ago. Uh, and you know, I wanted to demonstrate how a criminal justice system had utterly failed this woman, let her down very badly, and then we were able to show as well how the system came good, uh, how journalism helped, and take, take readers inside an investigation by police and by a journalist and really attempt to show the entrails, show what happens, uh, highlight the you know, the high-level, very risky decisions that are made in a newspaper's newsroom when uh, a journalist in late 2017, that that's me, goes to the editor and says, can I have six months to work on one story that's going to call a, a man who's never been charged with anything a murderer? And, uh, you know, those are, are big calls. And uh, I think people will find parts of that story really interesting then, of course, after Chris Dawson is charged with Lynn's murder in late 2018 at the end of the podcast series, there are three and a half years of legal battles because he must have spent 
you know, at least one or two million bucks trying everything to avoid a murder trial. And that meant putting the podcast and my journalism and all of the work that had been done on him effectively on trial in a bid to show he couldn't get a fair trial. And all of that's in there too. And I haven't been able to talk about that much before. So it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot there. There's also stuff about the personal things. And, you know, you know a little bit about the toll that these things take and about the toll this took on me and, and my family. And uh, I wanted to share some of that too. Hey, Headley, Jason here, mate. At any stage, particularly in the early parts, did you ever doubt yourself? Yes, I did. And I was concerned that Lynn's story was so important and the treachery and betrayal and the letdowns so deep and vast that I didn't have the skills to properly convey it. Uh, I just suffered from, you know, that old imposter syndrome. And uh, what that led me to do was just um, uh, avoid the writing. And and I was in a comfort zone when I was finding new leads and witnesses and going out and interviewing and recording them and uh, going through all the documents. That's where I felt okay and I felt like I could handle things. But as soon as I, I thought about trying to write the story and do justice to Lynn, you know, it really intimidated me. I got to a point, though, where I couldn't put it off any longer and uh, I started writing it and, 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 you know, then it just started pouring out. But um, there was another time during the uh, legal battles when I was fearful that the whole case would fall over, that the police efforts and the prosecution efforts would all come to nothing because I feared that Chris would win, but he'd say that the more than, I think by then it was about 60 million or 50 million downloads, that that would mean a jury couldn't um, give him a fair trial. And then I knew that we'd be blamed, journalism would be blamed for um, allowing this whole thing to collapse. So there were a few big pressure points there. Now, Headley, you first started covering the story in the early 2000s and we've previ- previously, like you said, had you on Sports Day to discuss the case. And, of course, Chris Dawson was a former Newtown Rugby League player and a rugby union player as well. Now, you became really an extension of Lynn's family throughout this whole process. What were the emotions like in the courtroom the day that he was found guilty? Mate, I, I think we were all just... Um so incredibly relieved and you know there was a huge amount of um, support and love in our little group but we were mindful that staring into the back of our heads were uh, members of the Dawson family I mean I had Paul Dawson sitting one row behind me and he and you know his wife Marilyn and other members of the family they would have been utterly shattered at the same time as as Greg Sims, Lynn's brother, and his wife Marilyn, and you know other you know, very close and dear members of the Sims family, were wanting to sort of you know do fist pumps and and cheer in an adjacent court because the courtroom where the judge delivered his uh, decision, there there were only so many seats. So in an adjacent, really large court, there were many members of the public who had come in because. Um, they just wanted to see what the result would be and they were hoping for a guilty verdict. And when that, when, when they got that guilty verdict, because they were getting a live stream of the, of the verdict, they all broke into cheers and clapping and there was this spontaneous hugging and so on. And in that courtroom, you had 
and other members of Chris's family, um, including his youngest daughter, or second youngest, yeah, his youngest daughter with Lynn. And, um, you know, I can only imagine how that felt for her to witness the euphoria that erupted when he was convicted. There weren't too many people in Australia outside Team Dawson who believed he was innocent. Now, the irony of the whole situation now is tonight, as we speak to you, you're on your way to a theatre. So just fill in the listeners where you're on your way to tonight and what you're doing tonight and, and the significance of where it's hosted. Mate, I'm glad you asked. It's the Glen Street Theatre in a place called Belrose on the, um, the north side of Sydney, uh, not too far from the from the northern beaches. And it's here that I'm going to be meeting Lynn's uh, family, Lynn's uh, friends who helped me in the podcast and who remain great friends of mine, and also the former students of Cromer High School who helped me put the pieces together for the podcast again we've become very close but a few more than 400 other people are coming too because we're going to launch my new book the teacher's pet here and i'm going to be in conversation talking about it and and then uh, i'll be signing some books but just a couple of hundred meters from the glen street theater is the belrose eagles rugby league team um, headquarters and and that's where Chris and Paul Dawson were the captain coaches after their Newtown Jets career and they were playing for the Belrose Eagles when Chris murdered Lynn and um, uh, you know you just think gosh you know 41 years ago this went down and, and here we are returning to this place to talk about a, a, a case that's now you know, being a podcast, being mm. a book, being a successful prosecution, and Chris is at Long Bay Prison, some you know, thirty odd kilometres from here. Now, Headley, oh, I can't wait to get this book. Um, when and where can we get it? And is it true Scott Sattler makes an appearance? <laughs> he does. He's going to be thumbing the pages crazily because <laughs> I I didn't put an index in, so he'd have to buy it. You know. I, <laughs> um, no, he he's in there. Scott and I met. Um, well, we've known each other for some time, but I caught up with Scott when I was doing research for the podcast, and and he's always been fascinated by the case. And uh, I mean, he knew the Dawsons as teachers at Coomba Bar State High, as That's did right. my sister Rebecca Frizzell. Uh And and so you know, he's had a, a, a very uh, interesting connection through that period, and he was good enough to be interviewed by me, and he spoke. Um, you know, of his experience with Chris and Paul Dawson as a as a student. So uh, I think that so many people, you know, have a connection to this case and and have been of great help to me. And I've tried to name check a lot of them, or most of them, in in the book. And uh, I've been enormously grateful for all the help I've had. So where about where, where can we get it? Is it online uh, bookstores? It'll be um, it's online. Um, we're doing an audio book, which is going through its final stages of uh, production. Um, all good and all not so good bookstores. Uh, <laughs> all the big retailers. It's right. everywhere, I think. And, and when? Uh, now it's available. Now Perfect. It went on sale yesterday. Wow. Uh, I've had scouts out photographing um, cities and uh, regional stores to make sure it's there and it is. So uh, awesome. uh, I'm very wrapped. I must have uh, already signed about uh, 60 copies. Oh, good on you. Before we let you go, we know we're going to let you go. Um, surely there's got to be a movie. 
Uh, I know who will play Sats. It'll be Squiggy uh, from Laverna Shirley. Yep. But yourself, uh, Headley, if there is a movie on this, uh, are we thinking, I don't know, are we thinking Brad Pitt uh, or what? What are Mate, we thinking? It could Johnny be Brad. Depp? I, look, I, I, think, I think Hugh Jackman's going to have a chance. Yep. Um, let him audition for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would we see um, a movie? Seriously? Good. Could we see a movie on this? I think it, I think it's I think it, the story's too vast for a movie. I think it needs to be a big TV series, mm. and uh, that's what I reckon would do it justice. Cause it's such a, um, an extraordinary case, um, and you know it it spans such a long time. You couldn't compress it into a movie, so um, possibly you know one or two. Eight episode seasons, you could you could do justice to it all, um, awesome. and it's also so cinematic. I mean, in a TV series, you could actually have uh, an actor replicating Sats when he was at um, Coomba Bar High, running around as a sixteen year old. That's where Squiggy comes with a mad flat moment. top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Headley, uh, congratulations on the work so far. So much to come still, and uh, congratulations on the book also. So to listeners, the Teacher's Pet by Headley Thomas. You can get it at all good bookstores, Amazon, uh, online, and make sure you go and buy it because the podcast was outstanding. As you said, over yeah. 30 million downloads. If you haven't heard the podcast, go and do yourself a favour and also go and buy the book. Headley Thomas, thank you very much for joining us on Sports Day. Thanks so much, guys. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have had one of the most enjoyable years of my life. And even after rugby league, very good friends with uh, their daughters and and also – still remain very good friends with, with the Dawson brothers. And like I said, they, they had a really positive impact on my life. So during the trial, I was really conflicted because of my emotional attachment to them. And uh, only as of a few years ago that I was always still in contact with Paul. And, um, but when the, when the conviction came down, obviously I was, I was disgusted first and foremost. But also, yeah, like you said, Steve, I felt really, really sad for everyone concerned on both sides, the, the children involved, the families um, that have been affected by it as well. But Headley Thomas is a, is a wonderful man, a wonderful journalist, like seven Walkleys, two gold Walkleys as well. Yeah, and incredible. Not only the book. And, yeah, like a few of the listeners are saying now, can't wait to get the audio book. I can't believe it's going to be a book. This is going to be outstanding. Yeah, so yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, great, great chat with him. It was a pleasure to have a, have a chat to him, and I can't wait to get the book as well. Right, we've got to go to a break. This is Sports Day Trade Radio Update on the way soon. Plus, uh, we'll take your calls, and we'll get to some of your texts. And on the back of that, Steve, even be, he's so heartfelt, okay? Yeah. He did say anyone who hasn't watched Seinfeld is a flog. <laughs> so that's having a go at you. So. Well, is it me? Like, uh, I, I've watched Seinfeld. No, he's talking about all of it, all the episodes. Well, he's the he's the the judge of everybody now, isn't well, he? Well, he's a fair judge of character. Hey, got a good text from Michael from Wellington as well in New Zealand on Thursday. Australia versus the Phil, Silver Ferns in the netball constellation yeah. cup. Yeah, we will have that game live and exclusive on SEN. It'll be on the SEN app as well. Our show for our SEN listeners will a- end an hour early mm-hmm. on our stations for this match. But we'll tell you how you can keep listening via Fanatic. Yeah, that game is tomorrow. Awesome. So that is going to be a big game here at Live uh, on the SEN app, wherever you are. Break time. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. 
building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Sorry, it's a bit loosey-goosey there. Oh, a few things going on in the studio. Welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Jace here tonight. Jeez, the text machine's blowing up as per usual. 0457 736 736 if you're in Australia or double eight double three if you're in New Zealand. Don't forget to tell us uh, where you're texting from and you know what you're up to and, and your name, more importantly. We've got a text here uh, from, believe it or not, hey, guys, just listen to the Headley Thomas and I'm Damien Loon, the police detective who investigated this matter and known as Damo from Ballina. So Damo texts in all the time. Now, Damien, Damo, thank you first and foremost for listening to the show. And secondly, we say if it's not for Headley Thomas, this is another man, Damien Loon, who played a huge role. He lived and breathed this absolutely case for you know, 20 odd years. So uh, absolute inspiration. Mm. Time for a trade radio update. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Yeah, okay. you have, haven't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get to more of your texts in just a moment. Can we get him on one night? Damien, Damien Loon? Well, yeah. Damo from Ballina. Can we get you on one night? Well, we've got his number now. Can you text us in, please? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. You got the number. Mm. Mm. Uh, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Time for a trade radio update. Uh, Melbourne Ruckman Brody Gr- uh, Grundy has been traded to the Swans. Now, this was expected. Now, you're a Swans man. Yeah, this was this was expected. Yep. Um, has had a good year uh, with uh, Melbourne, but s- the Swans need some big men. What's happening at Melbourne? I touched on it last night. There's this, there's these um, these rumours going around that, you know, the buzzword is culture, that what's happening at Melbourne, a lot of the players aren't happy. Um, but, you know, they've, they've been doing things pretty well. If for an unhappy club, allegedly, they've been doing things pretty well over the last few years. Yeah, but struggled again this year. Yeah, but they, they've won a comp recently. They've won an AFL. Two years comp. in straight sets. They went in straight sets again, I think, this year. Yeah. So, not, not far away, but. <clears throat> no, no. So the, the, they'll be pretty happy. So the Swans are going to give up pick number 46 and a Sydney future second round selection. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that'll be the year after or whenever. I'm sure they've worked that out. The Kangaroos and Swans have today agreed to a trade. Swans being very active. They're not normally very active. North Melbourne will receive Swans midfielder Dylan Stevens, who I'm a massive fan of. Uh, he's just a workhorse, Dylan Stevens, and I'm sure Swans supporters. Rooster Mars, you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, along with this year's number 25 pick in the AFL draft, in exchange, Sydney will receive a future end of first round selection pick. Currently pick number 19 in the 2024 AFL draft. So that's pretty good, as well as pick number 44 in this year's draft. So the Sydney Swans, very, very active in the draft uh, today. And and I'm telling you right now, Brody Grundy, Swans fans, get excited. Good player. Very good player. Absolutely. Mm. He's just he's, – his form's fallen away a little bit at Melbourne and opportunities have fallen. But it, everyone goes through that. Oh, yeah, but yeah. – but you know their their captain, who's their who their ruckman, uh, I forget what his name is at Melbourne. He's, he's Maxi Gorn. Mate, yeah. it's hard. He's he's been playing behind Maxi Gorn for ages. So, yeah. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. We better go to a call because there's some breaking news. I think it needs this. Welcome to NRL 180, really? dissecting the big talking points from half the angles. Yes. Some breaking news. Glenn's on the line, and apparently there's a new girlfriend on the scene. No. 
<laughs> How are you, Glenn? God. Oh, that's hello, Justin. Welcome back, mate. You have a night off last night, mate. Well, first, I'm not your mate. You're uh, uh, you you are my mate. You're no, right, Rooster Muzz. You are my mate, Justin. You are a fantastic bloke, mate. What a rooster mouse. Uh, Justin, can I ask you, mate, please? Be yeah. Why did Mandy Clem, a.k.a. the Balinese princess, bother going on SAS? Because she, uh, she hates camping, she hates sand, she hates wind. She hates being in she wet clothes. Cold, she hates... Mate, I haven't watched yeah, it. I haven't clothes. watched it. Sorry. I've, 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 I was going to say shitting in public, but I'll say sitting in public. And she claimed that she completed the course. All she did was cost me a spot on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, is it pension day uh, today? Can I ask you a question? I mean, you come on and make stuff. Yeah. Is, is it pension day today? Absolutely, mate. It is. Rooster Muzz, you're 100% correct. <laughs> yeah, well done, Rooster, Rooster Muzz. You should be barred. But anyway, you can... You're Right, man, that's going to that's going to go real right wing there. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, there he is, Steve. Do we get on to his girlfriend? Oh, what was her name again? Uh, Can't remember. Did he mention at the beginning? I don't know. No, I wasn't even listening. Don't know. He's still there. Uh, what's your girlfriend's name? I'm still here. What's your girlfriend's name? I'm still here. I, I know you're still there. <laughs> what's your girlfriend? I'm Brody. Thank. Thank you, Brody. Thanks for a lovely day today, darling. Seriously. They seriously got it. It's, it's gone. It's going to go weird. It's gone. We do love Glenn. Yeah. We do. We absolutely do. He's, he's, he's an icon. He is. Yeah. In fact, I saw a text early from one of our New Zealand listeners waxing lyrical about Glenn. He's gone into, he's gone into national God office. I mean, his ego's already massive. And now, now he's going international. And Rooster Muzz, I'm, I'm, this is killing me as much as it's killing you. Yeah. I've been outvoted. Glenn would make a better New Zealand Prime Minister than the bald buffoon will be saddled with after Saturday's election. That's from Willie from Wanaka. What? Oh, what? Willie? Willie. I want to get to know Willie. Wanaka's my favourite place on earth. It is the most beautiful place ever. I was there last Thursday. Hmm. It's amazing. Is that where the golf course was? Or what, or no, that the, was Arrowtown. Where's the place with that um, that whiskey joint you went to? Is that, that Wanaka? That's Cadrona. Oh, okay. Is there anything in Wanaka? There's plenty in Wanaka. Okay. All right. You didn't send me any photos of Wanaka. I see a photo of the golf course. The view from the first. But that's Arrowtown. Arrowtown. Yeah, but beautiful mountain with all snow coming down it. Mm. Mm. So there you go. Glenn's gone international into New Zealand. Imagine Glenn. As the New Zealand Prime Minister, you'd have to have your press conferences early. Yep. Like I'd say 10. Petrol would be 97 cents a litre, <laughs> not $3.15. Why would it be? Because he just would. Because he's a, he's a renegade. He's a cavalier. He's a man of the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With his Jackie House singlet on. Is that what, have we confirmed that's what it's called? Yeah, not Jackie Thompson. It's a Jackie Howe. Okay. Yep. A strange... It's strange. A lot of UFC fighters don't jump over to boxing. Better money. Cheers. Uh, Toronto Rod. Is that true? Yeah, Toronto Rod. Um, we saw that fight, though, that time between uh, McGregor and... Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And which, Flo- no, that but, was in boxing, and Floyd yeah, but, Mayweather just wiped the floor. No, he it. didn't. I mean, well, he did. to, to be able to go 10 rounds with, with Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest fighters of all time, 
It's pretty good. The difference is, Toronto, Rod, is a lot of the UFC fighters aren't great what they call strikers, as in stand-up boxing. They're better at the wrestle, Me. getting on the ground and, and you know, um, submitting you. So, because um, we're seeing uh, Tyson Fury is about to fight Francis Ngannou, who's the two massive heavyweights, and Tyson Fury will box his ears off. Yeah. Mm. Can you stop, people? Stop. One, two, seven. Wow, what an icon. Don't encourage him. Mm. Yeah. Hey, uh, Shotgun Shine from uh, 2HD in Newcastle agrees with Daddy Vass. Uh, the Beckham documentary on Netflix it's is really outstanding. Good. Is, is it? It's really, really good. It's, it's, it's outstanding. A lot of people will watch it. I mean, the absolute turmoil he went through in the 2075, 85, 1997 World Cup where he was red carded, where he shouldn't have been red carded <clears throat> against Argentina. Don't give it away. Yeah, but no. It's, you can just Google it. But, um, but he was basically... He was he had death threats on a daily basis. Yeah, wow. It was just it was horrific how the fans treated him. The English fans took them so long to for him to win them back over again. Yeah, uh, but it, and a lot of people look at ah oh, he's soft because he he had to rely on his his girlfriend then <clears> wife <throat> in posh posh spice. Yeah, um, Victoria Victoria Adams. Whenever she was away on tour, like he just struggled. But what it says is like. He, he played really well when when his family was around him. He yeah, really right. relied okay. on his family to be around him, yeah. Oh, what's that? I'm just halfway through selling the OC. Oh, so once God. I finish selling the OC, wow. I'll move over. What? Oh, I love selling the OC. No. Mate, it's the best. It's at. Look, me, look at me. What? It is the best. No, look at me. What? It is the best show. Look at me. Look at me. I've seen on TV. Now, uh, Damo from Balna. It is Damien Loon, Detective Damien Loon. And happy to chat one night. I listen every day. Oh, good Thank on you, you mate. mate. That is, and I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Ballina one day, Damo. I'm going to shout you a beer. You're going to go to the big prawn. I think the big prawn's gone, Damo. Hasn't now, Damo? Please confirm. Do you know Ciro, Big Ciro, Paul Siren, and Rod Siren and his brother? So he's got a big thing now. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? I haven't got that close to him, but um, Rod Siren and his brother lives in Lennox Head. Big yep. Ciro is yep. moving to Lennox Head. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's good because the, the, the Blues have a camp at Kingscliff, so well, he hasn't got far to travel. I don't know what Blocker's going to do because that's his walking partner. They walk every day together. Mm. I want to if, – if that big prawn's been knocked down, I'll be very upset. I don't think the big prawn's there anymore. Please confirm, Damo, if you could, mate. And um, Investigate it, please, Damo. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. right. Hey, I like what you did with that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the Fonz? Uh, listening from my lounge in Balgowny near Wollongong, great part of the world, watching – Greatest rugby league tests on Fox League, 2016 second test, Australia versus New, De- New Zealand. That's from Simon. Yeah, we're watching it right now too, mate. Yeah. I love, I love all the old test matches that have been, that are being played. Hey, we did talk about earlier on really quickly about surprise players that have jumped out of the ground this year. And uh, the one that I thought that many people would have brought up hasn't been brought up. Daddy Vass brought it up. He said Jermaine Hopgood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, g'day, fellas. This is Simon from Balgowney. Titans fullback Jaden Campbell surprised me. First year I've had Fox League, the subscription. Couldn't, didn't realise how good he was. Yeah, he's outstanding. And also Stormy Daniel says, a player that jumped out of the ground, Warriors edge back row, Jackson Ford. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, some good breaking news. Uh, Bill Foley, who's estimated to be worth about $1.6 billion. He owns, he's in the EPL, Bournemouth. isn't he? Yeah, okay, yep. Uh, he's just uh, purchased the new Auckland franchise that will join the A-League next year. Wow. Is that 
I'm putting you on the spot there. Are they going to be based out of Auckland? Well, it's an Auckland franchise. Oh, you said Auckland, didn't you? I thought you said New Zealand. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to refer that question uh, and ask the experts. Glenn, if you could let me know if hey, the Auckland franchise will be... Greg from Campbelltown asked for our tip in the Everest. I'm going number five, overpass. It's all about the barrier for the yeah. for the Everest. Yeah. Oh, it's only short race. I love the one horse. Yeah, but if it gets checked early, too hard to come back. It's a bloody good horse, one ten from the last 11. I don't know. What's it called? Um, I win. I, I wish I win. I wish I win. I th- I I'm going to stick with it. It only cost the owners seventy or $80,000, that horse. I'm sticking with it. Okay. I'm actually – it's a 1,200-meter race, early speed, get out. Okay. Although it loves to come from behind as well. So, mm. anyway, uh, we've got to go to a break. When we come back, uh, Simon Orchard – from Greyhounds, New South Wales, talks about the big race this weekend, the Million Dollar Chase. We'll get to that next. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Satsy, JC here tonight. The Labrokes Million Dollar Chase. It's this Friday. Cannot wait. Imagine what you could be buying instead. The man's joining us now with dogs setting the scene with dogs barking in the background and everything. <laughs> Simon Orchard, Friday night. It's the big one, mate. Yeah, it is. Sassy, JC, Orchie here, uh, loud and clear. <laughs> looking forward, looking forward to Friday night. This is what we've been talking about, fellas. For everyone that's tuned in for the last six weeks, and they're saying, "What does he keep banging on about? Million dollar what? Mm. Million dollar chase? Friday night, a million dollars." I've been saying less than thirty seconds of hard work, and the trainers are saying, "Mate, you come down and feed our dogs at five a.m. in the morning for the last twelve months." And I say, "Yeah, you're right. It's not thirty seconds. It's, no. it's a lifetime of work for these guys and girls." Uh, and we've got eight really good finalists: four from New South Wales, four from elsewhere around the country, uh, and we've got some stars, boys. Jay, Jay, Postman, Pat, currently fighting out favoritism. We've got the battler in has ability, who's just produced the last couple of weeks for Stewie Hazlitt. Uh, and it's at a big price. We've got Cumbria Kid that's the veteran of the field that snuck its way through, and we've got some young, talented dogs in Belly Una and One Hot Bandit, as well as a Melbourne Cup winner in Yachty Bale. So we've got everything, boys, and we cannot wait till Friday night. Not only do we have the Million Dollar Chase, we've got the Million Dollar Chase Consolation, mm-hmm. which is worth a big whack of money. We've got the Group 2 Sydney Cup for the stayers. We've got the Masters Media for the old dogs. We've got the Young Star for the young dogs. We've got the Million Dollar Chase Maiden, and the best bit... Got Shannon Bloody Knoll, fellas, who will be ripping up the crowd as well. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> so cannot wait. Cannot Absolutely wait loves it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very yeah. exciting. Now, Fat Pizza, I believe he's going to try something different, Simo, because well, your advice he was raced. Crap. He raced a week ago, fourth of October. He's in. Um, he came out of the number one box, got fourth over 320 metres. So that's eight, 86 starts, no wins. <laughs> He's going over 100 metres yeah. this week, is he, uh, Simon? What's, what's going to be different? <laughs> it's a handicap race, boys. He's going uh, <laughs> He's leaving ahead of the rest. Um, no, well, I'm silly of me not to think. And Sats, as racing manager for Fat Pizza, yeah. you should have thought of this sooner. Richmond is a really good track where a lot of the best trainers and best dogs emerge. Uh, but Potts Park is uh, a good track, but it's where the less than average uh, greyhounds typically race. And Fat Pizza's going to Potts Park, boys. So normally he races for $1,200 at Richmond. This is a $350 race 
at Potts Park. So you can imagine the quality of greyhounds, although we value them all, I don't like this. Uh, we love them all, they're not as fast. I don't so like taking this. taking a step back. So he's, like going he's going down in grey. He's going down in grey. I don't like it. I don't like that Fat Pizza may get a win. I'm not liking this from Nick. Well, then we won't, we won't talk about him anymore, will we? Well, we'll celebrate. Yeah. Oh, we have a party. Yeah, we're moving towards 100 losses. So where again is <laughs> where is uh, Fat Pizza Wasting again? Where? Potts Park in Yaguna. Potts, Potts Park on Saturday. Uh, anyone who's in the area, get on down and cheer, cheer him on. Did you say Yaguna? Yeah. That's my hometown. Yaguna, yeah. In Sydney, what, what yes. is Yaguna? Yaguna's next to Bankstown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where it is. It's yeah. right next Rookwood to Rookwood Road. Yep. Oh, near the cemetery. Yeah. Uh, that's where I grew up. Not in the cemetery. <laughs> uh, we had a better house than that. <laughs> hey, quickly, got some tips for us? Yes. Uh, yeah, look, I've only got a couple, and they're about uh, one at Dubbo tonight. I'm just trying to get the number here in front of me. Race 12, number eight at Dubbo tonight. And then if you want to have a bet in the big one, Race uh, eight on the card on Friday. J is J. Number two, J is J. I think it is uh, the best dog in the race and it's best boxed. So there's your two tips. Dubbo 12-8 and Wentworth Park race eight, number two, Friday night. The world's richest greyhound race, the million-dollar chase, Wentworth Park this Friday. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, mates. Good on you, fellas. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Getting a million texts tonight whether uh, Sats is going to do his last laugh. Yes, kids, stand by. Sats' laughs laugh. laugh. Look, I can't even say it. I've got hey. one of those something <laughs> walked into a bar tonight. It's a true story. Okay. Mm. Uh, lots of text messages uh, coming through as well, Sats. Yeah, there is. Uh, Adrian from Rousel says, I can see Stephen Crichton channeling Greg Inglis and starring in the number six jersey for Samoa. G.I. won a Clive Churchill medal playing five-eighths. Crichton is an elite footballer with all the skills. You're right, he's a big game player, Stephen Crichton. We've seen that on a number of occasions. So, yeah, I've never seen him play five-eighths. He has played a bit of there in junior reps, but he's a big game player. So it wouldn't surprise me, Adrian. Toronto, Rod, thanks for your text, but not the info I need. Big prawn near Swansea got burnt down in fires years ago. I want the big prawn at Ballina. Is he saying the big prawn went from Ballina to Swansea Belmont? Ah. Maybe he's saying that. Is George Rose related to Lionel Rose? Don't know. Don't know. Danger? Don't know. Uh, Evening Sats and Jace. This is from the Big G. As long as Reggie Rabbit doesn't teach him how to breed like rabbits. This is, of course, Kiva Park signing with South Sea now. Reggie Rabbit will officially be a teacher yes. at Kiva Park next yes. year. Mm. They're too young to teach. Who are you tipping in the Everest? Already said that. Who are you tipping? Did I you wish say? I win. Yeah, I'm over pass. And I didn't didn't Mitch from Racing Queensland give you the thumbs up on that? Yeah, my my wife had a meeting with uh, Mitch from Racing Queensland Racing today. What? And uh, Racing Queensland, and even he said overpass is the horse to look out for. How come you don't text me, Mitch? Well, I entertained you and pan- your father-in-law. No one really cares. <laughs> okay, um, the reptile. I will I will box the entire whack pack in one night and Rooster Muzz. Who said this? Oh, Rooster Muzz is good people. But Reptile is saying, I will box the entire whack pack in one night. Right, we're going to do this. Let's get George Rose back like on the this. phone. Yeah, I, li- I like that idea. We'll put this in as a, a thingo. Mm. Um, <clears throat> a thingo. Sats, please don't do the last laugh. It's been a great show. Let's just leave it that way.
There's no Potts Park. That's ridiculous. Rabbit Burrow. What's that mean? I thought there is one. No, it must be gone. No, it must, must still be there. Um, hey, Sats, why do New Zealand horses run so fast? They've seen what they do. The sh- no. Listen, what is wrong with our listeners? Yeah, we've got some, we've got some strange. One, two, seven. Um, now, did Hang on, Sats I've got, get expelled? I've got, I've got a phone call. FP from Maitland, very quickly. You've got some news. You've got hey, an update Justin. on the. You've got, you've got an update yes. on the big prawn, mate. I do, mate. The last time I was up there about 18 months ago, it was still there right beside Bunnings as you go into Ballina. There you go. Boom. Perfect. Thank hey, you, mate. So you, you can rest easy, mate. Is it still a fish and chip shop, though? Was it? No. No, that's long. Run. There used to be a survey there. Oh, yeah. right. survey, yeah. But I thought they sold fish. What's the point putting a big prawn on your thing if you're not going to sell them? <laughs> Like, come on. Oh, i got no idea. It's, it's Ballina, mate. <laughs> right. Wow. In Maitland. <laughs> mate, we're going to send Damo after you. Thank yeah. you, mate. Have Maitland, a good night. Maitland Pumpkin Pickers. <laughs> See you, no, mate. No, see ya. Bye, bye. Uh, Briggsy says, did Sats get expelled from boarding school? He graduated from Coomabar High with me. I know Briggsy. Do you? Yeah, I know I know exactly who that is. Right. Mm. You're going to share no, it? Did, or no, I didn't it? get expelled. I nearly got expelled on my first week of boarding school. <clears throat> Why? Because... At Nudgee, they've got the main oval, which is called – actually, my first week and my last week of boarding school, I nearly got expelled. So first week, Ross Oval. Good? Yeah. Ross Oval is the number one oval. This is a short story. You're not allowed to go on Ross Oval. But right. I got the footy and got my footy boots on. I was running across the cricket pitch and kicking right. the footy, ripped oh, the no. cricket pitch up and nearly got expelled. 127 says Glenn the icon should get George's, a gorgeous George to manage him. No, stop at 127. G'day, guys. This is Sporty Gav, massive Newcastle fan. A player who stood out this season for me was Knight's prop. This is a, he's a mini J- James Fisher Harris, this guy. Leo Thompson and Matt Croker, the cookie monster. He did well as well. Yeah, Leo Thompson's an outstanding player. So is Matty Croker, mind you. Good shout out, Sporty, Glav, Sporty Gav. Um, what do we got here? Mark. This is from last night, actually. We didn't get to a couple last night. Even disregarding Val Holmes' discretion, I can't believe he's even in the Australian squad. He hasn't played for 11 weeks after being suspended from the Cowboys' last five matches because mm. there was buys, matches, mm. finals. But I've got to say, I've got to say that, um, Mark, is that we were really down on centres. We didn't have – I was surprised Katoni Staggs made himself available. I thought he was going to play for Tonga. Yeah, right. Actually, I heard that too. Yeah, so we were really down on centres with – yeah, Trebojevic being out and Latrell Mitchell being out, uh, Campbell Graham being out. So, But you make a good point. But he's been playing the game a long time. He's He's got a good conditioning base. I don't think he'd be affected too much. Right, yeah. Mm. Hey, who was the person who sent us a text before? There's plenty here. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he said that likes the show mm. but doesn't like it when Glenn's on. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. So we've got Danny says, seriously, guys, that Glenn bloke, he's an absolute flog. Please, as a fairly new listener, it ruins your show just saying, just saying, love the rest of it. Keep it up, boys. Danny, thank you for listening to the show. Well, he should get an esky. Yeah, let's send an esky to Danny. All right, Danny, Danny, just a warning. You can fit half a can in it. Just... Danny, you're going to get a sports day esky. I'm going to send one, we're going to send one from Damo from Ballina as well. Are we? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, done. Um, Danny, you're going to get an esky. Unfortunately, Glenn will be part. No, not unfortunately. He's... He's the chairman of the WAC Pack, Danny. And you never know, Danny, you may find yourself in the WAC Pack one day. Okay, and who's the other one who 
who loves Glenn. Okay, so just as you go up, it, it says uh, from crime scene, mm. this is seriously 90 seconds apart. I started tuning into Sports Day for the sport. I keep tuning in because of Glenn. <laughs> crime you, scene's officially in the whack pack. Crime scene, you do not know the issues you are causing. No, crime scene's officially in, I'm just writing him down now. I'm adding him in right now. Breaking news, former Eel, Bevan French, wins Man of Steel Award. Yep, and is led Wigan to a... They're in the grand final as well. Rightio. Uh, anything Wait. else? What are you doing? Pack. I'm just adding <laughs> crime scene to the whack pack. Keep going. I'm just... Yeah, but what's his role? We're going to have to have an election. Danger. So we're Danger, Glenn, crime scene. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but so, so you're saying Glenn's chairman. You've got, you've got to have roles for yeah, the, the, the whackpackers. If you don't give them roles, they'll just they'll be menaces in society. No, Glenn's the, Glenn's the chairman. So that's, you've got to keep them busy. Crime scene, D- Glenn, danger. Who else did we say was in the whackpack? Uh, no, Rooster Muzz wants, no. No, he's not. He's blue collar. He's trading. Oh, I don't know who else is in there. Oh, so They're all in there. I think Sporty Gab's a whackpacker. Uh, yeah, okay, put him in. Okay. Oh. Uh, Steve? Oh, Steve from Dubbo. Yeah, absolutely. He's the treasurer. Yeah, well, I think Steve should be like the, the media advisor because <laughs> he's very good with that. Anyway, I've had enough of this. On Sports Day, it's time for The Last Laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. So a mushroom walked into a bar. Okay, mm-hmm. a mushroom walked into a bar and he's, he's checking out the scene and sees this lovely lady across the room and walks over and says, hey, you want to dance? And the lady goes, no, leave me alone, you creep. He goes, hey, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> why, why did I come to work? <laughs> you should go on the whack pack. Hey, we've got uh, Cam Murray tomorrow night. We ha- oh, God. Are you going to be all right? I'm going to wear deodorant. You, Is he coming in? You're going to start sweating as I of am. now, aren't you? Love that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go. Grab the podcast from where you grab your podcast from. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night with a better joke. Goodbye!